Welcome to the De-Stress for Success podcast. Did you know that we inherit our stress response from our parents or carers or generations before? That we can pass on our way of reacting to stress to our children. But we can also train our brain to respond to stress differently. It's all about brain health. I'm Isabella Ferguson, and I'm here to deliver to you the most up-to-date evidence-based methodologies on how to find some calm. On De-Stress for Success, I'll ask the experts what we can do to find inner peace. In my early 40s, I bowed out of a 20-year legal career. Decades of running on high anxiety and drinking alcohol to cope had taken its toll on my nervous system and I was burnt out. So I started exploring the science of stress. This is what gets my pulse racing, but in a good way. Now, as a 48-year-old corporate speaker, counsellor, coach, and alcohol-free woman, I'll interview the experts, ask the questions you wish you had the time to ask, and I'll deliver some practical tips to you. I'm glad you tuned in. Now let's de-stress. Hello there. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a long time. I've taken a little hiatus between episodes. I've recently moved up to the hills of Adelaide. My family up stumped and moved from Sydney late last year just to have a nine-month stay here. You know, we moved for, for work. So it has been a massive adventure. And so we've taken a large part of January uh, to really explore this beautiful, beautiful state. Uh, if you have not been to Adelaide, particularly the hills, that's where I am, please do consider putting it on your list of places that you want to get to uh, sooner rather than later. I am constantly amazed and moved by the beauty of this location. There is just so much to do. I can't believe I haven't explored it before. So back to De-Stress for Success I am heartened by the number of downloads, which were surprisingly many for the first 10 or so episodes that I released last year. I've been thrilled at the emails asking about the next episode. When's it, you know, when's it going to be on? So here we are. Now, before we get started, here's a little question. Are you doing a fast of any kind? Is it sugar? Is it alcohol? Another goal. Well, if it's alcohol, why not consider giving up, but with the benefit of some support and a mindset shift along the way? My signature alcohol revolution program, which comes in both an online and a podcast version, is available. It's got episodes, daily episodes that can support you along the way, just make you help you there with urges and cravings and really to reframe alcohol and how it shows up in your life. Details are in the show notes for this. The second initiative that I am doing quite a lot of this year is group challenge alcohol freedom coaching. So if this appeals to you, uh, register your interest for my next challenge, which will be in March or April if I get enough interest. I already have a full sold out uh, challenge starting in February. So that's gone. But look, there's got to be more. So do register your interest. It's a really good collaborative uh, way of I guess harnessing the power of a group to connect, to share, to know you're not alone and, yeah, to shake this thing called alcohol that can, you know, show up in a way that you don't want it to in your life. 
So a little focus going forward on de-stress for success. This year, we're really going to be looking at what does a successful life look like to you? Are you like many of my clients, like me, most days, some days, where I say, look, I don't know what I like. I don't know what my passions or purpose are. I know I should be feeling fulfilled uh, or I want to be, but I don't know how to get there. I've got no clear cut goals. What are they? Well, asking this question is the first step to getting there. You see, we're encouraged to find our passions. We're actively told to, you know, really find out what we like to do when we're kids. But we quickly lose it. From there, we tend to bash and hurtle through our lives, through school, uni, work, parenthood, mortgages, and then we emerge, well, often in our 40s, and we're thinking, geez, what's next? What about me? You know, my kids are independent. Uh, I'm not particularly fulfilled in this job. I'm feeling a little unhealthy. That You know, is there more? Am I on the path for, well, achieving the life I want? We do need to put in some work and think about it. We need to curate what we want. So some effort needs to go into it. And I know that's easily said than done. But today we're going to start it off because a large part of knowing what a successful life in terms of our own personal definition looks like is knowing, well, what we value in life. And it differs from person to person. So today, let's discuss our individual personal value systems. Let's try to get some structure here because they're going to be really useful reference points for you. I cannot emphasize this enough. I devote a whole session, if not more, with my clients, no matter what we're doing, to really trying to pull this out. How would you define your values? What are they? Well, your values are the things that you believe are important to you to your core, the way you live and work, your moral code, so to speak, by which you can use as a reference point to make the tough decisions. So your values should determine your priorities. And deep down, they're probably the measure you use to to tell if your life is turning out the way you want to, can be a really good check balance about whether there's alignment in what you're doing what you want to do. So this podcast is, of course, about de-stressing and succeeding. And I believe, really believe that life is less confusing, less stressful when we are acting day to day in accordance with our personal values. When the things that you do and the way you behave, your relationships, the way you spend your time match your values, life is good. You're satisfied. You're content. You know, that time when you're sitting down on a Friday afternoon or a Sunday, you're reflecting on the week that was, the week ahead. When things are in alignment, you're feeling at peace. You're like, yeah, yeah, this is good. I'm excited. I'm excited about this next week. Look, the opposite is the case. So when things don't align with your personal values, that's when things just feel out of kilter, wrong, a bit restless, a bit antsy. There can be a real source of unhappiness and stress and look from my own personal experience, unhappiness and stress then can lead to some pretty unhealthy coping mechanisms, alcohol, sugar, food, uh, codependency, things like that, not to get too deep right now. But, you know, these are really good reasons to try and work out our personal values. 
So, for example, if you value family, but you have to work 70-hour weeks, you cannot get the family support or have quality time, you're going to feel that internal stress and conflict a bit more. Another one, if you're, you know, if you don't value rivalry or competition, you tend to and you tend to lead towards more towards collaboration and peace and calm. Yet you work in a highly competitive environment like I did as a litigation lawyer. Well, you're less likely to be satisfied. You're going to feel more unmotivated, demotivated, sorry. You're more stressed at having to front up each day. It's going to permeate into other areas of your life as well. So in these type of situations, understanding your values can be integral to making some tough decisions, the right decisions that can really set you up a little better for the life you want to lead. When you know your own values, you can use them as a guiding North Star, so to speak, and these are the sorts of decisions that you can use them for. What job should I pursue? What are my passions? Should I accept this promotion? Should I start my own business? Should I compromise here or be firm with my decision? Should I speak out on this issue or not? Uh, Is this friendship good for me? Do I need to put a hard boundary in this friendship or this relationship? Knowing your values will also explain to you why you might feel really upset at certain critical events, whereas in comparison, other people around you don't tend to be as worked up. So, for example, if fairness and equality is something you highly value, it will explain why, for example, you might get worked up by someone cutting in your coffee queue or cutting you off in traffic. And you might ruminate on this to some extent throughout the day. It might really, you know, activate you, really rev up your nervous system. Well, knowing that it was because it was an offence on your values Ah, it's an indicator. It can calm you down a bit. Okay, well, that's why. And you don't sort of want to go seek out some crazy revenge or think up scenarios in your mind of how you might get retribution. You can kind of move on, park it. Here's another thing. Values are usually fairly stable. They're fairly consistent throughout your life. And in fact, I actually would go so far as saying that I think we are born with them. I think that we have a general blueprint around who we are, what we value as kids. And I'm informed by the way I was as a kid, the friendships I honoured, the kind of person I gravitated towards, uh, the activities I pursued, what what made me feel happy. Uh, and I'm also looking at my kids. They're very much were born with, I think, their little blueprint there of their values. It's probably the case that the environment we were brought up in, the values of our parents have a great deal of influence on our own values, but we can also be informed by our values by recognising the opposite values in others where we go, ah, yeah, well, I would have made that decision. That doesn't make me feel right. That can really, well, uh, give you greater, some insight into who you are and what do you value. Your values, though, can change a little bit with where you are in your phase of life. So early on in your career, uh, when you're just starting out, you're a bit younger, your success might be measured more in terms of money, mortgage, your status, possessions. But later on, family, mortgage, kids later, you might value more family time, work-life, balance, creativity, health. 
So these are then going to be the values that are prioritized for you. All right, you ready? Let's do this. Let's define your values with just some really simple steps. So just take a pause. Think through the course of your life. You know, you can go back to high school, go back to uni. I really want you to think of some standout uh, moments from both your career and your personal life where you felt your most empowered. I gave you a sense that everything was all right in the world. You felt fulfilled, you're happiest and proud and inspired. You know, the path ahead felt a bit crystal clear. You felt that little spark of, yeah, yeah, this feels good. So you might only have three, four, five moments. You might have three, you might have two. And that's all right because they're going to really help us. So long as you've got more than one. So they're, they're really crystal clear junctures, moments in your life. I want you to think about them. What were you doing? What felt good? Were you with other people? Who were they? What other factors were contributing here to this empowered, fulfilling feeling? I've done this with clients. Uh, I, and, you know, I, I do it frequently. And here are some examples. An overseas backpacking trip to Nepal or Tibet, that might have been me, studying abroad. So you've isolated your course, you've uh, worked on your parents, you've earned some money, you went over and you did it. Here's a biggie, calling off my wedding last minute against outcry. Finalising my master's, that might have been me, starting up my first business, protesting for climate change volunteering, standing up for a friend in a tricky moment, working in child protection, running a marathon. So list all the examples here that resonate. When I did this exercise, here is what came up for me. My trip to Tibet, gosh, it moved me, it inspired me, and it inspired the master's topic that I then later did on environmental law. I felt empowered. I felt part of an ethical movement. I loved it. Volunteering work at the Ray's Foundation, which mentors teenagers, and Lifeline. They were just big key moments for me. I felt connection, belonging, passion, purpose. Painting at the National Arts School, just doing short courses. It had been on my list for a long time and I just felt immersed in colour, movement, joy and I then went on to study art history. My kids, my health. So this this was something that was a massive thing for me and still is. Giving up alcohol, for example. Yep, that is massive and still is. Uh, my independent private counselling business and, of course, podcasts this podcast is a part of it. So from all of that, deducing from those moments, my values tend to be service to others, family, health, creativity. So these things regularly feature on my to-do list. They dominate my thoughts. I feel off kilter when they are not featured, when they're not in balance. 
these are important to me in creating the successful life that I want, I need. And so I make time for them. I prioritize them. They guide me. So step two for you, look at these things there. Look at these moments, these empowered moments. Let them sort of crystallize there, reflect on them. What are the common themes that are showing up here for you? What are the values that really underpin them? What are the feelings you're getting? So here's some examples of some value words. Resilience, justice, peace, family, career, creativity, authenticity, honesty, kindness, camaraderie, friendships. You get the drift. You can Google values to be inspired if you need. Here you've got the very rough start of your personal value system. And how fabulous is that? So what we want to then do as our next step, step three, is to pause. Have a look at them. Think deeply about them and let's reaffirm them. So we want to get down. We want to whittle them to say three to five values. Which of these really warm your heart, inspire you? Give you a little kick of, yep, yep, this is me, this is me. I want you to write down the top three to five, not in any order. Compare them, nominate favourites. Think of scenarios that might apply. So a scenario might be you're offered a job promotion, uh, it's more money, and it's a really tough call for you about whether you should make it. What are the values that will really inform this decision for you that feel right? And play around with different scenarios and then kind of compare them to, against each other. With these values, do they make you feel good? Would you be comfortable and proud to tell your values to people you respect and admire? Do they represent things you would support, even if the choice isn't popular and puts you in the minority? Now, next, the final check on all this. It's kind of, you know, a bit of a just a tool, just to bounce back and just think, well, yeah, does this ring true? Think about what your nearest and dearest would say about you, you know, in these moments. How would they describe you? Do they line up with these values? So that's it. Here, they're your values. And identifying and understanding them is can be challenging, but it's really, really important because they are, after all, uh, identifying the central core parts of who you are and who you want to be. So when we're thinking back about, about those questions at the start, you're trying to work out who, what are my passions, what are my uh, activities that are going to fulfill me, how am I going to curate this successful life and fill it up with things I want to do, people I want to be with, these can be the benchmark or the reference guide from which you can go back as a touchstone and say, well, is this in alignment with these values? So I really hope this was a great first episode for you for 2024. I, you know, I'm really excited about where we're going with this podcast because we're looking at values. We're going to be looking at how to define a successful life. How do we know? How do we get there? 
Do stay tuned uh, for the next episode. I've got a really good guest coming on. Uh, you're going to love her. So you've got that to look forward to. It has been an absolute delight to be back here on the podcast with you. And yeah, I can't wait for what's in store. I can't wait for February to get moving so we can achieve our February goals. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of De-Stress for Success. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed the content, please don't forget to rate, subscribe, or leave a review about this podcast. These three things really help to get this podcast out to people that might need to hear it. You can find me at www.isabellaferguson.com.au. Jump on my website, check out all the resources I've got there about alcohol, stress and burnout. You can also book in a free introductory call. It's a 30-minute confidential chat. If you are looking for a counsellor or a coach to support you to drink less or to manage your stress, I'm always here to chat. If you've got a question, please do not hesitate to reach out. I hope you have a really good day. See you later.